listening to the Food Talk Show. Hi there, my name is Sue Nelson and for the next 30 minutes or so we will be talking about all things food and drink. Uh, Ollie Lloyd, founder of Great British Chefs and Holly Shackleton, editor of Speciality Food Magazine, are away for a couple of weeks. Uh, obviously off skiving uh, and as usual Ollie's doing some hippie thing in North Africa and Holly's also away. So I'm joined by my good friend here, um, Harry Gotra. Hi Harry. Hello, how are uh, we? Uh, it was good, it was good. You're okay with your first guest presenter one last week? Yeah, it was... Um it was Very good. interesting, actually. Yeah, yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. Well, what about this one? What does the studio look like? <laughs> I'm a little bit excited. It is <laughs> full of food everywhere. Um, it, we've even got stuff on the side with spoons, um, a huge big platter of stuff, and I'm, I'm incredibly excited. Um, I'm eating it with my eyes at the moment. I don't know about you. <laughs> it smells amazing. <laughs> and it smells amazing. Um, and uh, it's all girls. We've got all girls yeah. today, which is, I don't think we've ever had that, have we? I like it. You like, like it. So, that. yeah, so we're all girls for a change, which is, which is a bit odd. So, I'm joined by my guest, Olivia Wallenberg. Hi, Olivia. Hello. Thank you're for better known. Me. That's okay. You're better known as Livia. Yes, Livia's, that's right. That's your brand. Um, we're going to talk about that in a minute. And I've got uh, Kamud Gandhi. Hi. And yes, you're the Cooking hello. Academy. Indeed, yes. Uh, you've cooked us this amazing stuff with your friend here. Sarah, Sarah yes. Hi, Sarah. Hello. You've muscled into the studio because, um, well, basically, because you've been preparing all this stuff and somebody's got to dish it up. Yes, so thank- I've elbowed my way in. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you for joining us. Um, so let's uh, let's start off. I'm dying to eat this food. You should see it. It's incredible. So let's start off with Olivia. Now, Olivia, you have got your brand, Livia's. And I think with a lot of food producers, what you did in the first instance is you got you muscled your way into Selfridges or, or one of those. Yeah, And that's exactly. how you started. And that was 2014, so that's a little while ago. Yeah. Um, and you exclusively got into Selfridges. Can you just describe what you got in there with in, in the first instance? So I got in there with a range of better for you crumbles. So a twist on your classic apple crumble. I did it in four different flavours. It was a chilled product, delicious fruit um, compote with an amazing almond um, and pecan crumble topping. And it was from the, it was 11 weeks from having the idea of the company to launching in Selfridges. So it happened very, very fast. Wow, that's incredibly fast. Yeah. Um, And also 2014, um, let's think, so we're talking about you know, five years ago, yep. actually um, the sort of free-from thing has come on tremendously since yeah, then. Yeah, absolutely. Almost a billion. Yeah. Would, um, you, would you actually launch into the free-from market now? Bearing in mind, it's so crowded. Um, do you think there's more opportunities now? Or, I absolutely or, or, would. Um, I think that there is still a world of opportunity. I think we're still doing something completely different to what other people are doing. We're really challenging confectionery rather than calling ourselves a free-from brand. Right. Um, we're all about heroing the product and I think if people focus on that then there's there's so much more opportunity so they shouldn't feel like it's too crowded. So, so you, you got into Selfridges and, and um, you know, um, I, I suppose you could have sort of got noticed um, and then you started um, doing a very popular blog. Yes, a absolutely. A recipe blog. Um, 
why was that a natural thing next? Is it because you sort of got asked, well, how do I, how do you make these things? What do you do? Was it, was it, or was it, was it a concerted it was, marketing brand? It was mainly because I had no funding behind me. So I didn't have the money to be doing any sort of traditional marketing or advertising and no one knew who I was. So I needed to create a platform for myself and the only way to do that for free really was to promote myself on social media and with my own website. So I started doing all sorts of development on our blog. Um, within the first few months, we started getting 300,000 hits a month on our website. Wow. Hits. Wow. Yeah, which was wow. amazing. You'd, you'd die for that, wouldn't you, Harry? That's amazing. It was amazing. And <laughs> yeah. um, it what, was what, really... It, because it, people still want to indulge. They just want to do it in a different way. Yeah. So we were never preachy. We were never part of the clean eating trend. We always we always stayed so far away from that. We always made indulgence permissible. So celebrate it and really, really enjoy it and indulge. Um, and that's what made us different from the <laughs> yeah. beginning. I mean, and we had the, um, the lovely lady from Scandi Kitchen a few weeks ago and she was talking about hugger, which is the, I always yeah. call it higgy, uh, <laughs> you know, which is basically sitting, call in, it huggy. sitting in your underpants, you know, just making the most of the day. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's your brand, isn't it, really? Sitting in your underpants. <laughs> yes, you, know, you should be eating our stuff. <laughs> yeah, just, just indulging yourself and yeah, not feeling it's guilty all, about it's it. It's all about celebrating that treaty moment because yeah. we don't have enough of that anymore. We're always so swept off our feet. We're so busy. So our brand is, our, our campaign is better treat yourself. So learning how to treat yourself in a better way, whether it's through our products or just recognising that you deserve to have a lunch break or a tea break mm. or a walk outside or a long bath, whatever it is, celebrating that treaty moment. don't feel moment. guilty about it. I think, yeah. we, I think we are made to feel guilty. Now, I'm going to be really rude. I'm going to, I'm going to taste one of your Livia's million squares. Yes, go on. While Harry's talking. So Harry, you you've you obviously have a high profile, you know, YouTube channel and all that sort yep. of stuff. How important is it for brands now to, to to embrace social media? And and you know, is that very much a part of of getting products successful now or can you still do it with all the traditional old fashioned stuff? I think stuff? it's I think Excuse me, you, eating these. Yeah, you you enjoy that. <laughs> I will do. Um I think it's 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 free advertising almost and it it's almost like you have to be in that in that world you have to be in that social media world to have a presence now um you'd almost be silly not to because you can push out your message you can push out push out who you are as a company as a brand and you can do it very very easily but it's about engagement though isn't it for me it is absolutely about engagement Create, creating a community of like-minded people who and who interact with yeah. you. It's, it's not It's not just broadcasting. No, 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 not at all. I think that's all. what people miss. Yeah. I think you're just, I'm just going to broadcast my message, which is very, well, actually, it's very radio, what we're doing now, and very television. But but social media isn't about that, is it? It's two ways. So I think, I think we've gone through this phase of, it was all about gaining followers, it's all about gaining loads and loads of um, um, likes and this, yeah. that and the other. But actually, it's the engagement numbers are what is important. There's, there, there's no point having a massive following but no one's talking to you or no one's mm. understanding yeah, what you're yeah. trying to say it's because it's that community and mm. it's about having like-minded people who want to hear mm. more about what you're doing because they'll, yeah. they'll be the people that spread your message. Yeah. So they'll become ambassadors, I'm guessing, Olivia? Yeah, absolutely. And also a lot of them are the buyers. Mm. So we've, yeah. we've mm. been contacted through, you know, by Sainsbury's, Tesco, Boots, 
um, WH Smith, all these major retailers, they've come to us through Instagram because their buyers have been following um, on my platform for a number of years or so. And they've reached out and said, Olivia, come on in. I'm now the buyer. Um, let's have a chat. And and it's it, amazing. And because so most, so most food producers who are new would think that you have to bombard a Selfridges buyer, bombard you know, Tesco. You have to do a bit of both. Yeah, yeah. But, but, <laughs> but, you know, if you can build up that presence around you, they are going to take that into consideration as well as your... And your your products have got to be amazing and they've got to taste good. Everybody knows that. But, you know, it does help, doesn't it, if you've got that circle yeah, around Yeah, I, I always say that we have a <coughs> halo around our core business, which is social media. And that has facilitated everything that we do so far. So we're known for bringing out new products very, very quickly. And past the the way that we do that is we ask customers what they want and we do that through social media. Mm. So I'm constantly speaking to our followers saying, what would you like to see next? What do you think mm. is missing in the market? What do you really crave? Um, what's your the, the thing that you'd like on a weekend, for example, versus something that you'd like on a weekday snack. So just getting all my information from them rather than doing traditional market research. Well, that's what I was going to say. It is like doing... Yeah, market research, and it, but, but you're actually talking but it's targeted. to them, yeah, and, exactly. and these are the people who are going to be buying your products. Exactly. It's not just a. We, exactly. we, we do that with our cookery classes as well. We we ask our customer base what else they'd like to learn because it's um, much easier than it's free market research. It, it is absolutely, and mm. and at the end of a uh, you know feedback form, what else would you like to learn that that's not on offer already? Mm. And we've developed um, you know a number of classes, and, and years ago that's how we brought on the vegan class uh, because people we're beginning to get interested in vegans. So, you know, we've been offering those classes for a number of years um, mm. and, and very successfully. The, the other thing with social media for me is is it's a bit of a level playing field. You don't need loads of money to do it. You've got to spend time, mm. but but actually it brings you, you know, into pretty good competition with, with big brands. Absolutely. In fact, if anything, I'd say it you may... have an advantage because you mm. can react more quickly. And especially when there's a personal story behind mm. it. So with my brand, people really enjoy the fact that I'm there on Instagram stories telling them that I've had a terrible day or a really good day and the reasons behind that um, and big brands can't do that in the same way they could try mm. and it, put a person there but it's not it's real n- it's not the same is it it no. is it's that one-on-one people want to re- interact with you as yeah. a person you yeah. can't do that with big brands mm. exactly and um, Harry in your experience we, we've got a number of people uh, like the Dan Toombs, who's the yep. curry guy, um, Anthony Warner, who's the angry chef, and obviously Ella Woodward, who's um, deliciously mm-hmm. Ella. Um, big on blogs, and and uh, particularly the angry chef likes a good old rant. Uh, um, <laughs> how again, how do you monetize it, though? How, you know, if you love writing about food, are you realistically going to make a living doing that? It's a hard, hard slog. Mm. Um, I'm still finding my way. You know, there there are lots of different ways. Obviously, there's advertising through the website. I mean, I've personally, for me, I've tried to sort of steer away from that because that is what people like about the website, the fact that they can find what they want really easily. It's really easy to navigate and they get the recipes that they want to cook at home, what they're not bombarded with random advertising so I've I have got specific I areas I don't mind a little bit of advertising yeah, so as long as it's not intrusive I absolutely think. so I've got very specific areas on the site that, that we can put ads but it's mm. only two spots really and is um, that the only way you can monetize or, or, well, or it's just one of a number of options there's I mean I think once once you're in that world you that there are 
other opportunities, there's sponsorships, there's um, talking to brands, there's working and doing project work with brands. So if somebody aligns with some of your thinking in terms of what you're trying to push, what you're, what you, what you believe in, and or recipes there are, using their brands, absolutely. And, and you know, I've done a lot of recipe creation for other brands, so people like Tilda Rice and and so on. That they will come to me if they've got certain projects that are going on. So there are those options. Um, it's hard. It's though, hard. Isn't it? It's it it's, hard. and it's twenty four seven. Seven days a week. I don't think I've had a rest for about four years. Um, you made but space it... to come on here with me, though. Well done. <laughs> I think there's going to be food. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I'm here in a shot. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I think it's very, very difficult. Um, but you know, for a lot of people, I know book deals have come through. Um, sure. That sort of that presence and and things like that. So. I mean, but for a publisher, if you know that somebody's got two hundred thousand people looking at them every month, it's not it's not too much of a leap to think. Well, if I if this person writes me a, a cookery book, then you've automatically got a good um, base it's, there. It's, it's absolutely changed. So that makes perfect from, sense, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, really? you know, from going in and having to pitch mm. and all of that kind of stuff. I know I know of lots of people that have been approached by publishers because they mm. have that following. Um, that said, it's not that easy. I've never been approached. So, you know... Why? So, so it's I, a I've question. Got, because, I, again, I think there's got to be something... I mean, I've been got, on your website, even on the vegan bit, right, <laughs> the Indian vegan stuff. Uh one of your recipes has got 120,000 downloads. It's just amazing. Because it's just free content, isn't it? People love free. a bit of free content. <laughs> yes. And I think that's the, that's the problem that you've got if you want to go into this world and yeah. try and make a living. It is going to be difficult. It's very difficult. Um, because whereas what you've done, Olivia, is you've, you've taken your products, haven't you, and used the halo effect of social media to really, really, really sort yeah, of, of... Exactly. Of, and of, I get think it that well there are so many people now who are coming into the space just wanting to be an influencer. Um, and they don't it's not clear how to monetize it and it's also not clear what their message is and there's a lot of danger around that so you always have to just be true to your word and know what your vision and your mission is and I think that's when people really buy in and believe in you yeah I'm gonna um, change the uh, subject a little bit now Um, I love cooking Mm-hmm. My kids have always cooked. I've made them stand on chairs cooking when they were little. Um, my husband always cooked as well. And it was always a big feature. But I think my mum was a cook. So, you know, cooking from scratch was just part of growing up. Okay. Um, now, I've got some stats here. Um, I'm very interested to see what Camilla thinks of this. Um, uh, how often would you prepare or cook a meal from scratch, i.e., because I think some people answering this didn't know what cooking from scratch means, using raw, fresh, primary ingredients. Now, this has been tracked since 2005 to 2017. Uh, 18% of people, so, yeah, 18%, so one in five nearly, um, only cook from scratch once, no, sorry, less often than once a month or never. It's like, mm-hmm. Less often than once a month or never. So maybe once every three weeks mm-hmm. Or never. So that's eighteen percent of the population. Now, what worries me is, well, what are they eating then? If 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 that happens, um, that figure though hasn't changed. So a lot of people have been saying, oh, people are cooking, you know, from scratch less than they ever did, hasn't really changed over that period, um, and neither has the uh, once a day or a few times a day or a few times a week which is about 60, so about two-thirds of the population. Mm-hmm. That's remained fairly static as well. So maybe you know, maybe that's good. Maybe that, that gives us heart. <laughs> but I am worried that there's a huge you know, st- st- stream of people who are really not doing it 
almost at all. Can I ask you a question? What actually is cooking? What does it mean to cook? Um, For some people, that means applying heat to food. Yeah. Um, and that's your whole kind of supermarket aisles where you can um, ding, ding, microwave or 25 minutes in the oven. And the fact that they've applied heat to food, that's their kind of area of cooking. Um, for others, it might be using a sauce and uh, then adding some raw meat into it, uh, pre-cut possibly, even, yeah. uh, and then throwing some vegetables again. But it's sort of Meccano cooking. Uh, absolutely. Mm. And, and there are certain supermarkets that are very, very good providing Marks and Spencer's um, are pretty good at that, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> exactly right yeah um, so uh, so that is their definition of cooking um, and then there are others a very small percentage so that's your possibly 18% a percentage of the 18% because they only do it for part of the time that cook from scratch and then they put all of the ingredients together from scratch so spices uh, herbs raw ingredients, chop them and, and, and do know, bring the whole meal together. Yeah. So so here it says prepare a meal from scratch. And, and what it's saying is using raw, mm. fresh or primary ingredients. So preparing a meal could be getting some amazing ingredients and it's just a salad. It doesn't mean it has to be heated as yeah. such. It's actually mm. having the knowledge to work out what goes with what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in the old days, you might have, I don't know, it could have been lettuce, tomato, cucumber. Yeah. Hey, I've got a salad. Whereas now, we probably put a few more things than that in there. Yeah. Um, so what worries me is that 18% of the population aren't even doing that. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me at all. Really? Oh, no. Yeah. God, it doesn't surprise, it doesn't surprise you, really? No. Uh, because um, we, um, uh, I'm, I'm, when for every cookery class, we, you know, we kind of go around the table to see how, what are people doing, what are their learning objectives, um, what's going to be their growth level in this class even. Mm. Um, and also in the corporate sector, we do this a lot. And, you know, we'll have 30, 50 people around and there's a few show of hands. And I always kind of joke about this. So how many of you have got personal chefs then? You know, so if you're not, if you're not <laughs> cooking... What is happening? How, how do you eat? Yeah. How do you look so well? You don't look mm. malnourished. So, yeah, you know, what's absolutely. going on here? So, so tell us a little bit about the um, about the cooking academy. Then um, I know I know um, that you're also a keynote speaker and you're a published author, food writer, broadcaster. I can just go on forever, really. Um, uh, and you founded the school in 2008. Um, why why did you do it? I mean, I, I think your your parents uh, were probably a bit of an influence. I'm guessing. <laughs> yes, uh, eventually they they kind of uh, my heritage influenced me. So um, I think when I when I was 18, um, the notion of going to into the food business was kind of, well, that would have perhaps been in a restaurant or something or, you know, um, which wasn't really going to, that wasn't my career path. And so um, I started my life in banking and um, started at the Bank of England. And it's actually only when I had my children that I took a career break completely from work and said, I actually want to completely break off. I don't want to take a sabbatical. I don't want to take a couple of years out. Um, And I was looking into making baby food for my children. And I got to the point where um, cooking and doing all that was fine, but preserving it was now I was entering into the realm of um, how long can I preserve this for? What are the safest routes for preservation? Mm. And I stumbled across the concept of food science. Ah, see, Which, see, I made I made a fish pie on Sunday. Yes, 
And I was just wondering, can I eat it tonight? You know, how long is it left in the fridge? Right. But I'm, I'm, I'm actually being serious. I, I don't know. Right. It, it is the thing. Yes. Because and, if you cook it from scratch, it's like, well, how long is that allowed to keep? In yes. The, with yes. mashed potato on it and yeah. all, I don't know. So, so, so the question is, how, how, fresh, how fresh is the fish to start with? So, uh, you know, and uh, what kind of fish did you use? And that, that yeah. uh, you know, so there's lots of questions, you know. So that's what started my journey into kind of thinking, ooh, so uh, I'm, I'm trying to do some good here, but I could actually end up harming my children by mm. poisoning them. So, um, and I started to look into food science and I found it really interesting. But actually, I found it more interesting because it wasn't new to me. Um, the, the preservation bit was new, but the chemistry of the food wasn't new to me because I've grown up from a family of chemists and um, spice merchants. So the alchemy of food have always been in my psyche and my upbringing. And now I could actually say, rather than saying, um, so why are we adding turmeric uh, to this? And my mum or my grandmother or my aunt saying, oh, well, you know, it's because, you know, and, and coming out with some answer that I couldn't um, really kind of uh, put into a Apply. modern uh, yeah, yeah, application. Yeah. I kind of thought, whoa, these are all of the answers that I've, you know, I've always kind yeah. of been looking for. So, so your, your mother's family were all chemists. Yes. But your dad's firm, family were all spice merchants. Yes. So, I mean, you've got, yes, it's amazing heritage. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my dad mended machines in a factory. That's not the same, is it, really? So, so that's an interesting thing to be sitting in the middle of those two things. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and always uh, growing up with um, kind of uh, a solution to a problem. So, and I've always found uh, solutions to my ailments in the kitchen cupboard rather than at the chemist or at the yeah, pharmacist. And actually GP. people are coming around to that a bit more, I think. Yes, absolutely. And, and, and so starting the school was all about um, going back to nature and finding a way of uh, cooking from scratch, uh, understanding and explaining spices, because I think spices are very misunderstood. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, and you and agree with that, don't you, Harry? Yeah. Um, um, and there's a real fear of yeah. spices or yeah. using them. Um, and also looking at them from something other than a taste perspective. And I mm. think we have commoditized food to such an extent that it's all about taste, when in fact, when you look throughout our history, uh, food hasn't been about taste. It's actually been about preservation. It's been about medicinal. And the, the mere fact that we've evolved over 60 million years uh, and we've evolved to become arguably the most intelligent primates is because of this process of evolvement. Um, and it's perhaps over the last 120 years that we've changed the way we look at food and particularly over the last 70 years. Just industrialising. Absolutely. So, so the Second World War was absolutely pivotal yeah. in how we changed the way in which we cook yeah. and the way in which we eat and look at food. I mean, you and me have talked about this before, Harry. We grew up in the 70s like eating... <laughs> Pop-tarts for breakfast and yes. like absolutely dreadful industrialised food, really. You thought it was uh, modernity. I, well, I, I didn't know any different, uh, yeah, is the answer to that. Yeah. But, really. I mean, you're absolutely right. It's a holistic approach to food that we yeah. should be looking at. It's not just about what we put into our bodies because of the, the taste, but it's about seasonality. It's about, 
of time course. of year. It's all of yeah. that should have an impact on what we cook, how we Indeed. cook it, Absolutely. when we eat and, it, and so there's on. There's a reason for the seasons. Absolutely. Uh, you know, there's, there's, we, the body needs different nutrients at different times of the year. And so we have different seasons to give us that because the mineral base behind a potato is different to a swede or yep. different to oranges or to strawberries. Yep. I mean, many of them give vitamin, all of them give vitamin C, but it's the different types of vitamin C and the zinc and the potassium and so on. And and we need, we have different needs. Mm. So Now you've, um, your reputation started building uh, uh, and, and then you started getting well-known clients. So yeah. uh, the Prince of Wales, Nelson Mandela, Madonna, I mean... You know, they're not people. <laughs> they're not Z Z list celebrities, are they? Really? Um, and and your status, you have been described as the Spice Queen on yeah. television, haven't you? Yes, yes. yes. Um, I, I'm a great believer that uh, when you're brave enough to close a door. Um, a window opens and other opportunities come about. And I hadn't started um, looking into food science uh, with that in mind. I had no idea where my career was going to go. I just knew that I couldn't be doing uh, the Bank of England, uh, you know, 12, 13 hours a day and, you know, second mm. baby in tow now. There you go. So, um, <laughs> and I kind of thought I now need to do one thing properly. And I'm, sure. I'm a Virgo and I'm a bit of a perfectionist. So I like to do things properly. So I kind of thought, OK, well, I've done this. Now it's time to for children. But why not no idea. follow Olivia's path and, yeah. and, and actually produce, you know, a brand? So, yeah. so Livia, Livia's, you know, got these, these, these lovely... Um, <laughs> things in front of me which I, I've been eating while you've I, been yeah. yeah I did look at that um, why is and, cookery uh, school though because sorry why cookery school that's a bit uh... ah because cooking for people and whether they're a list or z list or um once you've cooked for them then dare I say you move on to the next client and it's it's kind of slightly repetitive and you um and you've been there you've done that but actually for me, it was the teaching. It was the knowing that you've changed somebody's perspective, that you've changed somebody's ability to feed themselves, not for one meal, but actually for their lifetime. So is that like something teaching quite somebody to fish or teaching somebody Absolutely. to plant a tree Absolutely. is actually and that's is, what is really more sustainable, I suppose, is yes. what we're saying. And I feel quite privileged to have grown up in the kind of family that I have where food is everything and <laughs> the, the background of food is everything. It's just an Indian thing, it Harry. It is like a, is feed, it's a feeder thing, thing isn't it's it? It's just, <laughs> food is so important yeah. in the Indian Asian culture. That's where the whole family comes together. That's where... We share stories. That's where we talk, and everyone's got an opinion. And I, annoying as it is, yeah. everyone is the best. So we had uh, Asma Khan on here a few weeks ago, um, who's incredible, um, and and she's got Darjeeling Express uh, restaurant, and she's been on all sorts of uh, programs. And she said, as soon as somebody dies, the first thing you talk about is what what food you're going to have at the funeral. <laughs> yes, as soon as somebody quite. gets married, it's yeah, like, oh, what we're going to have at the yes. wedding. And as soon as somebody, yeah. she said, and that's that's, and everybody gets together about yes. how do we have this amazing feast? How do we get all these people it's together? And you know yeah. that that becomes the topic of a conversation because food is a way of binding people during those things. It brings people together and, yeah, Mm. totally. Mm. And it's just a support, it's a support network. It's just 
pure love, I think, is yeah. what it is. Mm. So, and so shall we bind ourselves together by having some yay! of this food? Wow. <laughs> so it's so beautiful uh, what you've done. So c- can you just um, explain to us uh, what we've got here, uh, yeah. what, what, what you've bought us? We're so kind of you. Um, Sarah, perhaps you can you, you, you could just let us know because you're, you're in charge of dishing up, I think. So what have we got? Oh, certainly. Well, we've got um, Salonese chicken, mm. uh, which is in a coconut-based sauce. Um, we've got chana masala, which is uh, chickpeas in a quite a rich gravy, and we've got some little lime and mango possets. <laughs> now I can't remember what these are called. <laughs> You'll have to help me out well, here. In that, what I've done is this is a cross fertilisation of two dishes. So okay. one of my favourite dishes when I go to India, and I do wait to eat this when I go to India, is pani puri, which is, um, it's a pani, means water, and puri is this little base here that we've got. And it's a biscuit, uh, which is filled with a seasoned water made of tamarind and chutney and chaat masala. And you literally just drop it in your mouth. It's like a bomb and it explodes. Okay, so if I can just describe it, it's almost like a shoe bun, I would say, Mm -hmm. uh, but but, uh, small. So um, I don't know, about three, four centimetres in diameter. And the, the the, the top is cut off and then inside of that it looks like we've got pomegranate seeds there yes uh, and what else potato, potato and uh, uh, again chickpeas red onion and then I've mixed through it's with quite, some spices. It's quite big. Are we supposed to put it all in our mouth? You do try. One? Yes, you do have a go. Yes. Okay. And and I think Olivia, four you seconds in, it explodes. I'm just, I'm just observing you guys. Right. <laughs> Unfortunately, I can't have them, but oh, okay. it looks amazing. Oh right. So okay. go for it. Go for uh, it. Okay. So we've got a whole whole thing here. Be a real crunch. Now, is this the sort of thing that you would do at the school? Um, or is we, it just we you do showing in our off? Food. This is just showing off for uh, us. Well, lot. <laughs> when I was catering, this is exactly the kind of thing I was oh, doing. Don't have to put and, uh, it all in at once. You know. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> is it no good? No problem. Straight in. Is it good? It's one of my favourite things ever. I've never <laughs> heard of it before. Oh, it's. It's a cross fertilisation yeah, between Patrick because you haven't chart. got the barney in there. Yes, exactly. And I thought that would be a bit missing. <laughs> so <laughs> be exactly. all down our chins. Mm. Mm. What's at the bottom? But it's just those tamarind and uh, a mint and coriander chutney. Mm. And then it just explodes. Four seconds in, I think, by the time you've kind of, you know, bitten into it, four seconds in, it just goes boom. Wow. And uh, That's nice. It. And it's, uh, uh, the outside's crunchy. Yes. Really so lovely. It's just, it's wow. texture, it's... Oh, it's got everything. Zing, it's spice, it's... It's got a bit of sourness. Yeah. Mm. So it's a bit just, of sweetness uh, mm. from the pomegranate. Everything. A little bit of mustardy like. thing mm. going on. Mm. Yum. Like that. <laughs> right. uh, um, and then what else have we got? Sorry. Snacks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't had any lunch. So. <laughs> I, I think we should do this in an order, shouldn't we? Chana masala. Uh, so, so, so what comes mm. first? Yeah, well, mm. uh, whichever. Mm. And um, you've got different themes, haven't you, at the, at the um, you know, the cooking academy? Yes. So, so people will have a themed thing that they're learning uh, so, or, or basics or, or all well, sorts? Well, you can start at the... So the cookery school started with the learning of spices mm. and um, uh, and so it was Indian and that was my kind of mother hand, if you like. That was the uh, of my origins. And then it expanded from there that, um, you know, I loved Asian food. Um, and so, I, I, you know, we expanded and we went into Asian food, Vietnamese food, and all of the, those popular dishes that people don't necessarily know how to cook and need some assistance with the spicing and the balance of the chemistry of the food. Um, and so I was able to then bring in my food science, bring in my family history and bring in teaching. And so... Because people like stories, don't they? Yes. And, yes. and, and that makes you remember. Yes. 
So, for example, we've got this here, which... Can I just say that Harry's not saying anything because actually she's supposed to be a co-presenter, but all she's done is stuff herself since she's <laughs> the last five minutes. But I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah, Thank Harry, you so much. This is you... so my kind of food. Yeah, you're That's supposed like... to be on the radio, not just here to eat everything. Um, but but so, so say we were learning how to do this. That, yes. that would be... This is the story behind this. This is where these come from. There's a little bit yes. of science here because this is how these things combine and this is what happens. Yeah. But it's incredibly simple. And, well, and you can make an amazing meal. We always start with a spice trail. We start with an understanding of the spices that you're going to use because um, people know spices. And, and this is a really kind of uh, a, a kind of anecdote from the, the school that um, when people are booking classes, they'll kind of go, oh, yes, I've been cooking curries for, you know, 20 years. I'd and so that, they think <laughs> that they should go straight on to the advanced class. Mm. And I'll say, um, and we'll kind of go through this questioning process of, OK, and so when you're cooking, do you do this and, and, and do, do you find this? And, and they'll say, but I can never quite get them to hang together. The spices <laughs> sit on the outside. And I said, right, OK, so then really you want to come to the one days. And although you may be taking two steps back, you may find that actually you take two steps back but when you go home you will accelerate forward because you'll have learned the basics and sometimes you just have to take a step back learn the basics so they'll be able to cook as such in, yes. in inverted commas mm -hmm. um but what you'll be able to say is well let's go back to basics on the spice Spices. combining absolutely and that gives you a platform yeah in order to yeah. then use your cooking skills i, yeah. I suppose yeah. we'd say. and and they make some very rudimentary uh, mistakes which actually um, are made in all genres of cooking. Simple things like the heat is too high to cook onions. You need to sweat the onions on a low temperature. Yeah, just get bitter, don't they? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. And then you have the, you know, the acid remains in the dish, which means the separation of the dish, the sauce doesn't hang together properly. And that is the same for a, a ragu, a bolognese, a chilli. Those principles can be carried through in all genres mm. of cooking. I, I actually went to one of your cookery you classes. Did, yes. um, it was when we did the food talk show it was oh, a couple of years ago now, um, and I just hung around. You did. Uh, I didn't pay or anything, did I? <laughs> <laughs> we had a good day, though, didn't uh, we? we had a good day. But but again, what I what I found fascinating is that I think quite a few people were uh, pretty decent cooks who came to your cookery Absolutely. school. Absolutely, and, and 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 you know they it might have been a present for them, whatever. And this might have been their fifth or sixth course yeah. with you. Yeah. But they were learning some of these. Mm. I suppose you could say basics, but it didn't sound like quite the right word. Mm -hmm. But each time it was giving them a different level of Absolutely. Of and cooking, it is, it is about you get the basics right and you get the, a little bit of confidence. Mm. I think that really helps you go quite yeah. a long way. Yeah. And for me, Indian food is all about the onions. It's all mm. about those basic bits. It's all about the onions. Those, it is mm. all okay. about the onions. You heard that here first. <laughs> Indian food is all about the onions. Sarah, finally, what are we going to what are we going to end up with? Okay, that was so... lovely and uh, quite spicy. Well, you don't. Do you think it's spicy? No, you don't think it's spicy. Yeah. But I mean, I do. Um, this is a Ceylonese chicken. What, what, what is Ceylonese? Ah, so this is a really old recipe and that's why you probably don't hear the word Ceylonese because, of course, Ceylon, Ceylon. is now Sri Lanka. Ah. So, um, but this is a really old recipe that has been in my family for hundreds of years um, and it, it it is that old kind of cooking from the south of India which is the marriage of coconut and spices um, and, and, and in this recipe I teach people to have uh, develop a sauce that sits on its own legs um, without introducing the chicken because then you can add mm. anything to it. You could have that in a butty. 
<laughs> I'm joking. I'm <laughs> seriously, I'm seriously only joking. That that does just stand up on its own. That's delicious, lovely, and I think that's something that's really important is to understand that food from India is so varied and yes. so different. Mm. It's not yeah. a curry's a curry's a curry mm. doesn't exist. It's mm. so varied, and the ingredients that you use is such a la- huge landmass that yeah. we seem to think. All curries are going to be the this, same, it, exactly. and it's yeah. just yeah. not true. It, it, it's almost like taking um, going from the top of Sweden right down to Spain and assuming that one country's food <laughs> is going to be the same. Yeah. When you know you've got Holland and Germany and uh, France and 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 so on, and, and you know you've got so many different regions that all cook differently, but there is some kind of homogeneity somewhere with the use of spices. They're mm. just used differently, mm. yeah. and there's a greater emphasis on lentils and rice in um, you know going and sort of South Indian food. Uh, there's a, again a slight different differentiation in in um, Sri Lankan food um, and it all varies uh, and, and yet it's one country you know yeah, it's, uh, absolutely well, and even the, the spices that are used in different areas so down in the south lots of black pepper and that mm. kind of thing yeah. up in the north you know it's so it varies mm. hugely um, but it tastes good <laughs> it does taste good so you personally? Uh, so I started off the okay. cookery school. Yeah. Um, and then, um, and so now we have quite a wide range of um, chefs. Yeah. Um, I have two other uh, Indian chefs. Okay. Um, Sarah takes some of the courses. So okay. Sarah, again, she's a total expert at Asian food. Yeah. And I was just saying that closest to, you know, my family and so on, she has such a fine palate in Indian food wow. um, and Thai food and Vietnamese food and so on. So uh, Sarah takes a number of the classes. Okay. Um, she's also, she led our kind of uh, vegan classes as well. Um, and uh, so we have 16 different types of classes and okay. uh, six seven chefs also. Amazing. Yes. Fantastic. So um, we're coming to the end of the programme now. If you want to find out more, uh, we will put a link on from the Food Talk website. So that's the Cooking Academy. Thank you very much, Kamud Gandhi. Well, and thank Sarah, you. Sarah, thank you for bringing... Did you cook all that? I bet she did nothing, did she? <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid that's the story of my life. Oh, okay. well, th- well, thank you so much. For Pleasure. It's, it's so kind of you. Uh, we're going to tuck in as soon as the microphones go off, aren't we? Yeah. Harry. Still eating yes. now. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Olivia Wallenberg from uh, Olivia's. Good luck. Have you got some new products in the pipeline that you're 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 We've working just on? We've launched our new product called Dunks, which are cookies Dunks. that you dunk in <laughs> nut butter dip. You'll oh. find them in over a thousand Tesco Express stores. Um, no, that is real indulgence. Real that indulgence. is underpants in front of the television, <laughs> isn't it? Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Treat yourself. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Okay, and again, we'll put a, a link onto um, uh, Livia's website. Uh, but you can get those in most mainstream stores now, most yeah. of our stuff. It's very good. Yeah. So, uh, any particular highlights this programme, Harry? Oh, dear. Start. Oh, no, that, that thing that we had, that, what is that called? <laughs> well, it's a papri chart. Papri chart. I'm, 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 I'm You're all over that. that now, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm a fan of that. Um, any, any highlights for you? Um, you? The chicken was delicious. Absolutely lovely. Really lovely quite soft flavours but just I 
Love it. Adorable. Yeah, a depth of flavour. Wait till you try the mango and lime posset. It's just <gasps> Have you got a, that a, here? Yes. Okay, yeah, look, can we quickly do that, that before we end the programme? It, um, I forgot we had a pudding. It's drawing all the, uh, the kind of the fl- uh, essence of Indian kind of uh, Sorry, I forgot we had a pudding. Well, um, look at that. Isn't it it beautiful? looks beautiful. So it's bright, bright Thanks. orange on the top and it's like a... A white yogurty oh, underneath. Yes, yes. And um, I presume you've done this, Sarah, haven't you? <laughs> yes. Again. Yeah. Well done, Sarah. Um, and you've got some a little edible flower on the top. I know, just for you, Sue. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. So, is this the sort of thing that I would learn to do in one of the? Yes, indeed. Yes. What yeah. would this come under? Um, so this is uh, just under our kind of Indian. Uh, so it's one Indian. of the classes in the Indian. It's it's the recipes. All the hmm. all the things that we've brought are recipes from the book. So um, ah, it's, um, delicious. You in one of your yeah. cookery schools, you do. Um, what did you do? A lovely uh, like a pan, no like a um, what's say panna cotta. Oh yeah, so uh, um, bubbly doy we call it. It's, mm. it's like a set pudding. Oh uh, yes, a milk yes, set yes, pudding. Milk set pudding. Um, and. It is just so easy to do and yeah. so delicious. But mm. yeah, lots of milk-based puddings we do mm. tend to have in uh, Indian, Indian cooking. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's lovely. And, um, I've I've ruined the end of the show now. So got... <laughs> <laughs> so, just close. Yes. Let me get my let me get my notes right. Um, oh, that's delicious. So that is good, isn't it? Mm. Mm, good way to end. Um, so you've been listening to the Food Talk Show, and we're on lots of different radio stations across the UK and further afield. You can also download our weekly podcast including this one, of course, from iTunes, Stitcher, Player FM, Spotify and the podcast app. Uh, And you can get this on the Great British Chef's website, even though Ollie's not here today. Um, And from yours, Harry Gottra? Yes, I'll be putting it on the website as well. On yours, that'd be great. Um, So thank you, Harry, for joining me again. My pleasure. You're going to be with me next week. We won't have as much food as this, will we? Um, Sarah's cooking. No, okay. (laughs) If you want to recommend any future guests, uh, somebody doing something groundbreaking and lovely, just like um, Olivia and uh, come here um, please do let us know via Twitter on at Food Talk Show or if you want to listen to any of our hundreds of podcasts going back three or four years now go to foodtalk.co.uk I hope you have a good week bye <laughs>